It's time for the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. With over 20 years experience talking smack to each other and good at cracking cold ones and talking football, this is your favorite source for fantasy football wisdom. And now, here's your hosts, Charlie and Bryce. Gentlemen, Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryson. As always, I am Bryson with me today. I have the clean shaven, not clean shaven, but I have the freshly shaven. I have the good looking, handsome, you. younger looking. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm Charlie. You are Charlie. I did shave. You did, but you do need a haircut. Yes, I do. Bad. <laughs> I'm bad. You shave one, but you need the other one. Oh, I shaved two. Now I just need the head done. Nice. Nice. Yep, I yep. see what you did, did there. Did the full cleanup. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. How long does it take you? Um, For the beard? The whole kit and caboodle, baby. Um, You just dive all in all at once? Well, I mean... they're just like shaving a poodle just, away? Just like one sideburn, one thigh yeah. type of deal? Like yeah, yeah, back yeah. and forth? No. Yeah. Um, no, I, I uh, shaved my beard before the shower, showered, shaved downstairs after the shower you cut the carpet yeah after yeah. the shower yep tell me how that sequence didn't make sense i use the same um shaver for both so why wouldn't you just do top and then bottom and then just wash your face like if you're concerned about your own personal go hygiene. bottom then top you mean or top bottom does it matter at that point if you're getting in the shower directly after you're gonna wash it all yeah but i want the shaver to be clean for next time i put it on my face you just clean the razor or the shaver yeah and i'd like clean it off a little bit but all right so top to bottom how long did it take you uh in total i didn't time it and plus i had the shower in between yeah that's odd to me that's well, very was the sequence well, there let, me, let, very me, let me just say this yeah it wasn't really planned out. I, uh, it was all of a sudden, you know what? It's time. It's going. Yeah. I shaved the beard. Yeah. Went and grabbed it. Well, <laughs> I hit one side burn with a, with a one. Yeah. Changed my mind. Went to a two. Ah. So this one's a little bit shorter. Okay. But I just went from a one to a two, so it's not that noticeable. Yeah. But uh, hit the one, and Lily was standing right there, and she goes, Charlie, that's really short. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll bump it up. Yeah. I'll bump it up one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but... And then I got in the shower, and I was showering. I was like, "Let's just let's just get just it done, knock it out, you know." S- yeah, you know. S- yeah. So yeah, it wasn't planned out or anything. So I don't do it like that. Um, with that sequence, your sequence to me is just very odd. I would all in one shot, all in one shot. Well, a lot of times I would do them both after I shower. Really? So I'm a pre-shower guy. Well, yeah, but if I, you want, but you want to about, cut it all off and think then, about what I do at work. So there's a lot of sweaty mess. Yeah, so but I gotta, dry, it's not like you're you're sweaty right before you get in the shower, right? You've dried off relatively. Sure. So I've just dried nasty. Yeah, I mean, then you then you cut it all, cut all the nastiness yeah, off, and then you jump in. Yeah, it's more about just being dirty and yeah. getting clean. So I would I would do it pre shower. That's how I do it. Pre-shower. Okay. I start from top to bottom. And then, you know, you just clean off your razor at the bottom. After the bottom is done. You know? So but I won't lie. Like, I definitely have to... When I'm doing the bottom, like, I go into the bathroom and I close the door. Because Kelly's tried to, like, peek in. She's, like, asked me, like, why, why can't I watch this? Like, no, you cannot watch this. Like, this is... This takes art and skill. <laughs> I don't and, need any distractions. This is a little dangerous, that's right. frankly. And there's a lot of angles that I don't necessarily want you to see me getting into that might make me look less attractive. You know what I mean? I don't think it's the angles, Bryce. <laughs> well, they wouldn't hurt or they wouldn't help me. Yeah. Let's say that. They wouldn't help me. Um. <laughs> All right. So great, great topic well, of wait conversation. Till, wait till you have a baby that's like curious about that stuff. Cause so when I'm like at home with the girls. Yeah. And I need a pee, yeah. and I need to watch them. Yeah, doors open. Sure. And so Daisy was 
as at when she first was like seeing me pee, she was fascinated by it, you know? Yeah. I mean, what the hell is going on over there? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. And <laughs> one time I was in my bathroom peeing and she like came up behind me and she was obviously like looking through my legs and I was looking down peeing and all of a sudden I see her little hand reach for the- <laughs> She was reaching for the stream because like in the bath <laughs> In the bath, she loves the water coming out of the faucet. And so she, I saw her hand reach for the piss stream. That's a hard stop. That was hilarious. What was your plan of action there? What, what did you have to do? Well, I just stopped peeing. Okay, she was just, just reaching for the it off. Yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> and then I, was, I waddled back and kind of pushed her back a little bit. Kind of ushered her out the door and yeah. finished up there. Wow, wow! It was pretty hilarious. I yeah. gotta say that is that is pretty funny. Just, and she was reaching for the stream. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, and you I, must I, been... I should have known better because I she loved like the water trickling down out of the spout in the bath. Sure, and she loves washing her hands. And yeah, I should have saw that one coming. I yeah, but I didn't. I just did not. Yeah, I would. I you don't know? think I would have either. <laughs> so I don't don't blame me there. Um, all right, so I think we've talked enough about our balls and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you ready to talk some football? Yeah, let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Ah. It's championship week. Yes, it is. Um, before we hit that, though, got a lot of news because it was also first time hirings can happen for head coaches. Correct. And we had a lot of them all at once, it yeah. felt like. Like in a short spurt. Five of the seven filled? Seven? Yeah, it was seven. Seven. Five of the seven filled. The only yeah. remaining openings are the Commanders and the Seahawks who don't plan to hire anyone until late next week, it sounds Which like. Which sounds like they're going to be pulling coordinators from any of the four teams that are still left in the championship games. Perhaps. So yep. I would say Ben Johnson, McDonald. The Ravens might lose both their, both their coordinators. To both those teams. Like, That's what, possible. Wouldn't that be crazy if the Ravens yeah. lost both coordinators to both of the two remaining teams? Yep. I could see it. Mm-hmm. I could see it. Yeah. I could see um, commanders going. Well, so both those teams had defensive guys. Yeah. So, I I, I think it's – I would think Todd Monk and um, Ben Johnson. Yeah. And and I don't well, really... I think McDon- if there's a defensive coach that goes, McDonald's going. Yes, I think yeah. McDonald's the first defensive coach to get hired. Yeah, I don't think it'll be Steve Wilkes. No. He's had plenty mm-hmm. of interviews, but Azuro Evero is the same way. Plenty of interviews has made it to the second round of interviews for back to back years now, and just can't get over the hump. For and yet we reason. haven't mentioned Bill Belichick. There's a lot of talk now that he's going to take a gap year. Well, yeah. I mean, it maybe, maybe not on his own, you know. Desire. Right. Yeah. Sounds like he might just. Rabel, same way? That's what I was thinking about on my way home. Is he likely gap year guy or stud DC guy for a year? You think he'd be a DC? I just don't think so. Yeah, I don't see him as a DC. Yeah. I think, he, I think both him and Belichick could be gap year guys. And it would suck if they joined forces. It would. On, on coming out of the gap year. Yeah. But I don't think Vrabel will be a DC. No. No, I don't even think to, Even to Belichick. No. Mm-mm. No. And Which frankly, means Arthur Smith may not wind up anywhere either. Yeah. Uh, I see Arthur Smith landing somewhere you think? more. I see him. Yeah, I, I see him more likely to take an OC job. I mean, he's not going to get a head coaching job at this point. But yeah. I think he, I can see him landing somewhere um could i place right now probably not now when i first heard this vic fangio uh mutually parted ways with the dolphins partly they're like look we understand you want to be closer to uh family and home which is in pennsylvania philly wanted him last year philly got him um but the vic fangio news and jim harbaugh news jim harbaugh going to the Chargers came out at the same time i thought they were going to reunite from their days in san francisco um but then I saw the, you know, it makes more sense being in Philly. Um, but there are some interesting openings for interesting coaches out there. Yeah. Like as far as the coordinators go, 
with some of these head coaches. I'm I'm really interested to see who Antonio Pierce gets. Mm. Now that's someone I can see Arthur Smith going to with his ability to like he would make Josh Jacobs back to last year. Josh Jacobs, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they kept him, you know, they may not. Sure. But so th- there is some interesting jobs out there. Um, but all the head coaches want to list them real quick. Who yeah. Got hired. Yeah, so we have the Panthers hired uh, Dave Canales. Falcons hired Raheem Morris. Titans hired Brian Callahan. Chargers hired Jim Harbaugh. Raiders hired Antonio Pierce. And then we, I think we already talked about the Patriots getting Gerard Mayo last week. Yep. Commanders, Seahawks, obviously the two last teams remaining without head coaches right now. Um, Bryce, why don't you just go, dive in? Dive in. All right, let's do it. Um, oh. Charlie. I thought you were going to dive into, like, the Panthers and give a little spiel here. No? I mean, I will. Do I need to? That's up to you. I, I was fully prepared for us to have to spend some time on the Panthers here. I don't really need to spend a lot of time. We can get back to it. Let, I, it, let I, it sink in. Let it sink in I a mean, little bit. I mean, it's sunk in. Like, I, I, my opinion is not going to change. It but, could. You no. could start to like, there's going to be reasons why you come out and decide, you know what, I'm, I'm excited about this. I like this guy. I'm not saying I'm not excited. I mean, it seems it like. It wasn't your first choice. It was not my first choice, no. But Dan Morgan, who's hired as the GM, I really like Dan Morgan. And people are giving him a lot of shit for being, you know, the assistant GM to Scott Fitterer. Well, you know, unfortunately, there's a chain of command. So you normally follow that chain of command. So it doesn't necessarily mean that he would have done the same things that Scott Fitterer did. So I think you have to cut him a little bit more slack than what people are giving him at the moment. Is he proven? No, he's honestly not. Is he good at identifying talent? Yes. I think he has a good track record of being on staffs who draft solid players, probably outside of his tenure with the Carolina Panthers. Now, he did draft some very key guys, J.C. Horn, things like that. So it's not like it's been terrible. It's been more about the trades that have been worked, have not worked out. And that, I would say, Dan Morgan probably didn't have a whole lot of say in that. Right. But what I would say is this. Dan Morgan has come around. I'm, I'm very happy that there is someone... I always feel like the Panthers need someone who understands truly what keep pounding means because it truly is our motto. It is what the Panthers should stand for on a day-to-day basis. And in like back then Dan Morgan knew what keep pounding meant. He worked with Sam Mills. He, he did all that. He stuff. played he alongside Sam played Mills, alongside. I mean, it's just like he coached with him. Like he, he knows the true meaning of keep pounding. And so I will always, always appreciate anyone in the Panthers organization who truly understands what that means at another level. And Dan Morgan might be one of the last people to truly understand that at that level. So I'm very happy with just the fact that he's involved with the organization. Now, I think it could have gone a lot of different ways, but I'll say this. I am glad that Dan Morgan hired someone that he felt comfortable with. I am also glad that he hired an offensive guy. I am not dumb, and I don't think any Panthers fans should be unaware that, like, although defensive candidates were alluring, Vrabel, Raheem Morris, uh, McDonald from the Ravens, we need, we need an offensive coach here because we went out and drafted Bryce Young. We need an offensive coach who's going to be here for a while, who's going to be going through the mud with Bryce Young and is going to build him back up from the ground up. That's I, It's just where we're at. It's just where we're at. There is some – Dan Morgan and Dave Canales work together in Seattle, so there's some history there. Dave Canales is a Southern California guy, so he has some ties to Bryce Young from what I understand, uh, although they may not be friends. They at least have been in the same area and know the same people, and so therefore there is a mutual respect there. And one um, thing to, that I don't think should be discounted is Dave Canales' work with a similar stature guy this year. In yeah, and so Dave Canales worked with Geno Smith as the quarterback's coach during Geno Smith's comeback player of the year. Uh, he obviously then got his first offensive coordinator position uh, in Tampa this year, 
and did great things for Baker closer towards the end of the year. Um, he's got a good mindset. It seems like uh, after listening to some things, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He understands how offense should go. He understands, you know, sometimes you are setting up the game plan and sometimes you're getting game planned against. Things like that, you know, regardless. All I'm glad at this point is that there is uniformity between Dan Morgan and Dave Canales. I don't think we've truly had that over the last couple of years with Scott Fitterer and all these other coaches that have kind of filtered through here. It, it seems like Dan Morgan was given the chance to have some uniformity, and that's kind of where we're going from here. I will say this. The Panthers' job is not as uh, alluring as any of these other jobs, I would say. Um, and I think we agreed on that, basically, yep. based on our rankings. It felt like, and I saw someone say this, that the Panthers, if they wanted an offensive guy, that they would either have to overspend for someone like Ben Johnson or they would have to find someone a year before they were they got popular, essentially. Okay, yeah. That's what it feels like with Dave Canales. So I'm not saying he's bad, but I'm saying that they grabbed a guy before he hit his stride. Does he hit his stride? We don't know. And we may not know until maybe this time next year. But I'm hopeful. I think he says the right things. But in the same sense, I've been very jaded over the last couple of coaches over the last couple of years. So I've heard the same bullshit that Matt Rule says, that Dave Canales says. And I've heard the same optimism that Frank Reich has that Dave Canales has. So I'm just a little jaded at this point. And at this point... All I can judge you is by your acts. What are your actions? I will judge both of them, Dan Morgan and Dave, based on their actions moving forward. And I feel like that's all I can truly say at the moment. Good. That was good. All right. <clears throat> Do we want to keep going through the head coaches or uh, move into the divisional round? Eh, let's go into the games. All right. Cool. Cool. All right, uh, first game, we had Texans at the Ravens. Um, like we said, Charlie, the Baltimore Ravens were favored by nine, and they ended up winning by more than nine. Uh, so Vegas was spot on here. Um, you know, it just looked like like the Ravens' defense did not give up a touchdown. The Texans got their lone touchdown by a punt return. Yep. So for the Ravens' defense impressive. to come out and look that impressive – should say something going into this week. No, it was a slow start. It was 10-10 at halftime. Then the Ravens ran away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a great uh, great second half by the Ravens. Yeah, and Lamar looked great <clears throat> in the second half. Everyone on the Ravens looked great in the second half. Yeah. Really. I really just didn't. like It just, nothing against the Texans, but it was just like they well, just... Well, they were there a year early, right. for sure. Yeah, and that's what it seemed like, right? Like they just didn't have enough this year to challenge arguably the best team in the AFC. Yep. And I mean, even if they were completely healthy, say they had Tank Dell, that may have gotten them a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> yeah, they were a little bit outclassed, but that's that was... I... Went out on a limb and said the Texans would win. Did I fully believe it? I don't know. Um, did I want it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, this is what was expected. Like, the, you know, from the Texans, what was unexpected was for them to even be there in the first place. So True. <clears throat> it would have been truly Cinderella story if if they had pulled that one off. Um, so, yeah, the Ravens beat who they were supposed to beat. They looked good doing it. And they're on to the championship round. Anything else about that game? No, not really. I mean, it ended up being kind of a blowout, really. Yeah. Um, but, no. Ravens Ravens home game this weekend should be rowdy. Yep. Should be rowdy. First time since first uh, championship hosted in Baltimore since, I believe it was Super Bowl three wow. when they were the Baltimore Colts. And wow. they ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. Jeez. All right, Charlie, let's move on to your game. Packers at Niners. Um, Niners were favored by nine points in this game, but man, did the pack make you sweat this thing out, boy. Uh, frankly, they outplayed us. Um, yeah, I would say they outplayed us. Yeah. Our defense came up big when we needed them to Brock Purdy 
didn't play that well all game, and when it came down to the game-winning drive, he Put delivered. He delivered. He, I mean, <clears throat> that was a big question for all these people. He answered that question. Um, biggest in like biggest thing to me was Debo going down. Yep, that was, and it just seemed like Shanahan didn't have any answers. And like, well, what I, I understand like they game planned for Debo to have all of these plays, and then when you don't have Debo, who do you really fill that role with? And yeah, so like in the you know he has his first fifteen plays game planned. And I'm guessing he has the same for the second half, the first mm-hmm. and second half. And they had Jawan Jennings run a Debo play. Yeah. And that was kind of glaring to me like, oh, wow, so he's going to run this play anyways. Like, yeah. He is not deviating from his game plan. Um, and that was interesting to me. And then you have to adjust. And really, um, Brock Bur- Purdy had some really questionable decisions, really lucky non-interceptions. And he also made some absolute, like, clutch pressure in his face, getting smacked, beautiful third-down throws that, I mean, led us to a game-winning touchdown. Yeah. Um, Christian McCaffrey looked awesome. 49ers defense, we let up our first 100-yard rusher of the season. They were gashing you in the run. It's crazy. It was like by the time they hit the numbers – Aaron Jones found a seam every single time. Every single time he found a seam and cut it downfield and just gashed you. A couple things uh, from this game. One, fire our equipment manager because our team was slipping at home in the rain and the Green Bay Packers were not. True. What the hell was that? Two, people are going to wonder how Brock plays in, in weather. That I mean, I think that's going to be a He did not look comfortable gra- gripping the ball. He took had the glove to start, took the glove off, was drying his hand mid-throw, mid-play yeah. Yeah. before he threw. I mean, um, no, he did not look comfortable. Um, but he pulled it out. Yeah. And, and frankly, oh, I, I usually do a goodbye, uh, see you next season. So see you next season, Texans. But um, Packers – Really, you've got another fucking dude in Jordan Love. Apparently. Unbelievable. I mean. He balled out. Yeah. He had a really he good looked, game. He looked great. Yeah. Um, Aaron Jones looked really good, though. Yeah. Aaron Jones looked like the way he should have looked like all fantasy season long. But, of course, I know. he didn't. So. Um, but, but, yeah. What um, are you more concerned about? No Debo or your defense? Or De- should I say Aubrey Thomas? Ambry Thomas. Ambry Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you more worried about? No Debo or having Ambry Thomas on the field? Uh, well, it's not no Debo yet. It's, he's questionable. He practiced today. 50-50. He practiced today. I heard it was 50-50. Yeah, it was 50-50 two days ago. And it still might be 50-50, but he did practice in a limited – he got a limited practice in today. Um, <clears throat> there's not a broken bone in his shoulder, whereas the last time he was hurt and got th- hurt this shoulder and was out, he did break a bone. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's going to play, but there's more of a chance. Um, if we can get him out there, whether he's a contributor or not, like actually getting touches, it would be helpful. Mm. But, yeah, it's worrisome. It is worrisome. Um, so you're going with not having Debo? <sighs> Whose receivers overall as a group do you like better, the Packers or the Lions? That's tough. I'd probably say the Packers. I would too. Um, but the I'm Lions not worried. number one not... is way better than the Packers number one. And our number one corner is way better than our anyone any other corner on our team. Right. Um, yeah, Ambry Thomas had a had a tough day. Yeah, he is he's had good days. Um, and I imagine he's going to line up with Khalif Raymond, who is questionable. Mm. He's their slot. Yeah. Um, our nickel, but yeah, it, it was a tough day at the office for our secondary. Um, but Charvarius Ward had some good plays. 
And one of their touchdowns, Charverius Ward was on the ground because he slipped. So, um, yeah, Ambry Thomas. I mean, Ambry Thomas as a corner, like when he when the ball's going his way, reminds me of when I would watch Jimmy throw the ball downfield. Mm. Tight asshole. Yeah. No idea what's going to happen. I can't yeah. tell. You know what I mean? Who's worse at managing the clock, uh, LaFleur or Shanahan? So I know or Shanahan got a lot of flack for how he managed the clock at the end of the second half, and I understand why. But if we made that field goal, I was totally fine with the way he did that. I didn't really have any problems with it. Mm. He ran the clock down to get a score before we received the second half kick and not let them get a chance to go down and score. Like To me, that made sense. People hated it. And I was like, they hate it because of his past. But we just have to make the kick. Make the kick, and then all of a sudden it's like... It's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. We didn't make the kick. Yeah. Um, now, in the battle of the rookie kickers, wolf to both. Yeah. Uh, on Anders Carlson, poor kid. Can you trust Jake Moody? For what? The kid has kicked... 25 field goal. Did you see that stat? His like numbers for field goals this year? No. He's only attempted like 25 or 26 field goals all year. Mm. Most guys are in the 50s. Yeah. But we just score. Or we don't. But, so I mean. Do you trust him? Would I rather have Robbie Gold in the playoffs? Yeah. Mm. I mean, does he give us a few extra yards and. Length, sure. Uh, but I mean, does he though? If he's not accurate, does he? Right. Mm. It, yeah. Right. It, Anything I mean, else? That I, I, yeah. He makes me sweat for yeah. sure. Yeah, I would. Anything else from this game? I don't think so. Okay. All right, let's move on here. Sunday with the Buccaneers at the Lions. Charlie, mm, what mm. ended up? Dre Greenlaw, please go down. Yeah. Yeah, That's it. That was bad. Yep. Uh, Buccaneers at the Lions. Buccaneers ended up making this more of a game uh, than probably what most people thought it would be. Um, but their wide receivers uh, definitely scared the crap out of the Lions here all game long. Uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, they were just open. They were open more often than not. Um, but I have to give credit to the Lions because they were able to stop the rushing game for the Buccaneers, even though the Buccaneers – had not been a very actually had been the worst rushing team in the NFL this year. Um, you still have to stop the run. So but they haven't the, been the past three or probably, four games. Yeah, arguably. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, it was a it was a rowdy crowd. I was excited. I yeah. mean, it was it was Big awesome. Time. Like it was so loud in the stadium. I mean, it was this was. Probably one of the better games of the weekend. I mean, I, I just I enjoyed watching this game. I was impressed with the Buccaneers and how well they played in this game. Um, I don't know that it's something to say against the Lions, um, but, you know, the Buccaneers play solid. Yeah, they did. Um, Aiden Hutchinson had a hell of a day. He was their closer. When you have an edge rusher that's a closer, like for a game, to close out a game, that's huge. And he played that role. Um, <clears throat> the Lions, look, this is, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, just the buzz and everything around it. Um, the Buccaneers had a hell of a fight. And I believe, you know, I think most people, they got way further than they were supposed to. Mm. Um, but. Baker's kind of one of those dudes. It's like you don't know necessarily who you're going to get, but if you get his best, you better be be prepared. You know what I mean? Yeah. And his best showed out probably the last few weeks of the regular season and in the playoffs, he looked really good. So um, it was a tough test for the Lions. So it was a huge win for them. Obviously, it's the playoffs, but it was a good win. 
we were kind of thinking maybe they'd go in underestimating them, thinking they already won their Super Bowl beating Matthew Stafford or whatever. But now the Lions came out and won another one. Um, they're in the NFC Championship. Buccaneers, uh, great season. See you next year. That's oh, right. yeah, and Packers, great season. See you next year. There you go. And really the Packers, too. I mean, this is another one that is just like no one expected the Packers to do this with Jordan Love. Mm. Um, both the Packers and the Buccaneers in our preseason rankings, I had finishing last in their division. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did too. Uh, maybe I had the, no, I think I had the bears over the Packers. Hmm. All right. Anything else about that game? I don't think so. Okay. Anything that stands out to you? No, I I feel like there's rag now got hurt. And for, so the center for the lions, and we can talk about it coming in the next game, like in the preview, but that is huge. Yeah. He, it does seem like he's going to play, but he's not going to be a hundred percent if he plays. And I believe another one of their offensive linemen got hurt and won't play. Mm. And that's a huge, that's a big deal against this 49ers uh, defensive line, but something to monitor for them going forward. I know Khalif Raymond is going to be questionable. For the Lions, but I think other than that, they should be firing on all cylinders, I suppose. Anything else? Nope. Okay. Oh, and, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't have anything else to add. I do feel like we are recording on Thursday, but I feel like I'm kind of like losing memory of some of the nuances from each of these games. So, um Forgive us if we forgot something major to talk about here. Um, Chiefs-Bills, another very good game. Uh, Charlie, two words have plagued the Buffalo Bills for almost the entirety of their uh, existence uh, in the franchise. Do you know what those two words are? Patrick Mahomes? No, wide right. Oh, I was going to say Tyler Bass. That was my second guess. Uh, it was a good idea. Um, no, wide right. Uh, Buffalo Bills, um, four Super Bowls appearances, four Super Bowl losses. Yeah. And uh, they were all back to back to back to back. That's right. And all of them mostly because of a missed field goal for the wide right portion. And, of course, Charlie, what do we have? Bills lining up for a game-tying field goal. And that ball took off to the right like I'd never seen a ball take off before. You know who I thought about during this game, which I didn't really ever think that I'd think about again? Matt Ariza. Uh, when Because their punter was hurt. Yeah. And they had a bad punt. They had several bad punts. Yeah, that led to points for yeah. the Chiefs. Yep. And uh, it makes you wonder. What do the Bills have to do in order to break through the Mahomes glass ceiling? I thought this was it. I mean, because here's we the thing. All did. Here's the thing about the Chiefs. They're not going to be worse next year. Yeah. I mean, they are going to improve on those areas that. Uh. Well, here's the thing. I think another, obviously Joe Brady, I would imagine, is going to be their offensive coordinator next year. He did a phenomenal job. Full year. He'll have more fine-tuning to do. They'll probably get a little more nuanced in the run game and utilize the run game, won't wear Josh down or Josh Allen down as much. Um, Maybe get Gabe Davis involved. Yeah. Gabe. Dude, but I mean, Josh Allen had three down the field shots and three consecutive drives that I feel like all should have been caught. Definitely two of them should have been. The one that dig should have been caught. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, Gabe Davis was out. That didn't help. I just don't understand. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. I really don't get it. I don't. I don't get how the Bills can't break through this Chiefs glass ceiling, and it, it's it felt like this would be their time, um, but it ended up just not being their time. Um, you know, I just generally feel bad for Josh Allen at this point, I think, uh, more than anything else. But, uh, Charlie, I do want to ask you this. Have the Chiefs turned into the Patriots and Mahomes turned into Tom Brady? 
In a sense. Sure. This yeah. is their Fourth. sixth straight AFC championship sixth. game Jesus. appearance. Sixth straight AFC championship game appearance. I don't think Tom Brady had that many. Not straight. Yeah. But you get the point. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Are, are you getting tired of Patrick Mahomes? Because I kind of am. Oh, I was. I oh, really I like been. Patrick Mahomes. I don't have Yay. anything. I don't have any beef with him. I've got beef. I'm just well. I can understand that, but I'm just I'm generally tired of seeing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yep. It's same thing. Like I'm. I was generally tired of seeing Alabama in the national championship. Yep. I'm generally tired of seeing Patrick Mahomes do what Patrick Mahomes does. Um. Yeah. I'm tired of it too. Um, as far as the bills go, I, I, if I'm going to make an excuse for them, they were playing foot playoff football for about eight or nine weeks now. Mm. And they had turnover in their coaching staff and had to change, they changed schemes and shit like that. Um, <clears throat> but for me, that's that's a reach. I mean, you you got to this point, not your team is te- you were underachieving early in the year, mm. and then you were doing what everyone expected you to do. So, am I going to say you're worn out? That was that was the excuse I was willing to make for them. I'm willing to make for them, I guess. Or if I were to make one for them, I guess I could say that. But it felt this felt like one you should have won. Mm. I I don't know. I mean, see you next year, Bills. Yeah. Um, Are you buying any of the uh, conspiracy theory that the NFL is pushing the Chiefs through because of the Taylor Swift thing? No. You don't think so? No. I kind of buy it. A little bit. I, I have to not buy these conspiracy theories. Oh, I do. So you think, based on the logo... It's going to be the Ravens and the Niners, or you think that because of Taylor Swift, they decided. I know we already made the logo those colors, but now we gotta. We gotta. It could be the Chiefs and the Lions to make purple, blue and the red. Yeah, I don't know. I really, I have no idea. I'm just saying, if it came down to uh, business, 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 what team is going to get the most ratings at this point between all four? Probably the Chiefs, because they're probably going to get the Swifty bump. I mean, if if that's all it comes down to, then I think you know if this is a script that's already been written, I think you could rewrite it just because of. It's I'm not buying the script, dude. I'm not it's buying. Come down to business. I'm not buying the script. All right, are you ready? Move on to this week's games. And don't bring up the goddamn script ever again. You know, I have to believe in something, and I have to believe that there's some pureness in this world, and that would be football for me. I hope so. Jesus. I hope so. Already ready? Yeah. This week's games? Yeah. All right, first game, Sunday, CBS. Oh, let's do picks. Okay. Bryce, you went three and one. I went two and two. Nice. So we're even again. Yes. Nice. Uh, so, um, seven and three, you're seven and three. There you go. All right, Charlie, let's go into Sunday games. 3 p.m. CBS, Chiefs at the Ravens. Baltimore is favored by four points, Charlie. Four points. Charlie, my love is going to be, check this one out. I'm kind of reaching for this one. Dalvin Cook. Hmm. The Chiefs have been pretty stout on the run, but in order for the Ravens to do what the Ravens want to do, you have to stay committed to the run game. I do think that the Bills showed some flaws in the Chiefs' run game, run defense. Dalvin Cook also runs very similar to James Cook. I think if you were able to find the same types of plays or schemes that made James Cook successful, I think you can make Dalvin Cook successful. Therefore, my love is going to be Dalvin Cook. 
My hate is going to be Travis Kelsey, simply because this Ravens secondary is not one to fuck with. Those Ravens linebackers are not ones to fuck with. They are going to blanket Travis Kelsey, and they have the dogs to do so, and they're going to say, you can beat us with anyone else. Rasheed Rice, anyone else. Kadarius Toney, MVS, pick one. Good luck. That's my love hate. So my love is Isaiah Pacheco. He's questionable. He also has the best matchup this whole weekend. Um, if he plays, they could probably find some 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 running room. Um, this is a bad example because of the way the Baltimore Ravens beat down the 49ers, but Christian McCaffrey went off. Yeah, we didn't really run the ball much against the Ravens. Mm. Um, so I think P- Pacheco. Packers? You said Ravens. Yeah, I'm. I'm talking about the Niners. Ravens. Oh, I know that we ran the ball very well against them. Yet we didn't run it enough. Right. Um, and Chris McCaffrey did not have a ton of t- uh, rushing. I was going to say touches, but he had a ton of touches. But he didn't run the ball a lot, and he almost got to 100 yards on not a lot of rushes. Um, <clears throat> so I think Pacheco, if he's healthy, could have some running room. I, Zay Flowers, I think this is a tough matchup for him against Trent McDuffie. Um, so my hate is Zay Flowers. Mm. The more I look at this matchup, numbers-wise, it it seems somewhat favorable for... The Chiefs. Now, the Ravens are a better team overall. They're not as experienced in the playoffs, and they're playing at home. Um, but that so I, just looking at some of the matchups, it's like, well, like initially, my gut is the Ravens probably will run away with this one. And I really? kind of and I kind of thought that with the. Bills. Mm. Um, but when you go and look at the matchups, I don't know. I, I I mean, the Chiefs' defense is really good. And they're better against the run than the Ravens. And I think they're better against the pass than the, than the Ravens. I'll have to double-check that. Maybe not. But, um, However, the Ravens' defense, or the Chiefs' offense is... As far as matchups this weekend go, is like the least efficient offense. So the Ravens defense has a good match. So I don't. It's just it's hard to pick. Who's your game pick for this one? Um, I I do kind of agree with you. I think of the two games, this would be the lower scoring one. I will say that. I do think this could turn into more of a defensive game from both teams. The Chiefs secondary is pretty legit. Yeah. And the Ravens' wide receivers, although they are good, they are not. There is no game breaker in that wide receiver group. Um. I like I said, I could see this being a very defensive-oriented game. But I do think the Ravens are still the better overall team. What I would say is my Ra- Ravens would be my game pick, and I'm gonna say Ravens win, twenty-four fourteen. All right. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go Chiefs. And I'm thinking 24-21. Mm. Can it's, I change my score? Can I say 24-20? Can I change that? Yeah, I thought that was an interesting. Twenty. I'm going to say 24-20. What is the spread? Four points. Okay. In favor of the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So I'll take Ravens with the points, 24-20. Okay. All right. 
good on that one. Yep. Yeah, I just I think that's going to be a defensive game. Yeah. So, all right, second game, six thirty on Fox. This is the NFC Championship game. Lions are at the Niners. Charlie, who's your love hate? Um, I love George Kittle in this one. I hate David Montgomery. Mm. I love Amon Ross St. Brown, and I hate Kittle in this instance. Um, Charlie, I'm looking forward to a couple of the storylines here for this game. First off, uh, let's start with the quarterbacks here. Uh, Brock coming back to the NFC Championship game. Uh, we're hoping that Brock stays healthy because that will give us the best game possible. And I think that's all we want, really, as fans. Um, so I'm looking forward to Brock and seeing how he plays, especially after last week. He needs a good response here. He needs a really good response. But in the same sense, Jared Goff is coming back to his hometown, Charlie. Jared Goff is from the Bay Area and grew up, I believe, as a 49ers fan and has multiple, several uh, family members coming and attending this game in the Bay Area. So that was also a very cool storyline. Charlie, if the Lions win this game, if the Lions win this game, it would be their first ever Super Bowl appearance. That's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, Last thing to note here, Lions make what could be a key addition. They grab Zach Ertz off of waivers. Now, he may not be ready to roll this week. Technically not off waivers, but yes. Right. But he might be available in two weeks if that were I think they expect to activate him. They do? Yeah. I just wonder what his role would be. Like, what are your expectations for him? Probably minimal, right? Um, I think they brought him in for some insight because he was in division for a couple years. You could argue that, sure. But I do think... Um, if we pay a ton of attention to Laporta, Zach Ertz, two tight end sets. I can see it. I can see it. What you got? Um, Oh, the Niners are favored by seven points, by the way. Wow. Yeah. That seems like a lot. It does seem like a lot. Yeah. We were favored by like nine and a half last week or something like that. And yeah, by nine, that was, so now you're favored by seven. Which, again, still seems like a lot. Yeah. Um, The Lions' offensive line, probably the best center in the league is going to be hurt. And he's going to be going against both combined Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So Nick Bosa's matchup, I forget their tackle's name, but Nick Bo- one, one thing that makes Nick Bosa great, this is like one of his calling cards. If you, Smoking weed? If the lineman that he is going against has any mistake, he wins about 95% of the time. If there's any technical mistake, any lineup mistake, anything, if that lineman is not perfect on that play, Nick Bosa will win. He capitalizes on mistakes. He understands how to exploit their mistakes. Oh, it's um, it's actually not Sewell. Is it Sewell? It is Sewell. Penny Sewell um, is one of the most technically sound tackles there is um it's that's going to be a very interesting fun matchup in my opinion i don't expect the lines to have a ton of success running the ball especially with their offensive line banged up despite the fact that we just gave up a big rushing game um i All of the offensive matchups for the 49ers, it, it's the best this weekend. And I'll go over that in, in daily. But we have a lot of good matchups here. Except the Lions' rush defense 
is the best. Rank the best. So it's going to be very important if we have Debo. Brock Purdy's going to need to have a day. Jared Goff will need to have a day. Mm. Um, game picks. I'm going Niners. I'm saying thirty to twenty-four. Wow. Um, I do think it'll be high scoring. So I agree with you there. Um, I think at times, maybe specifically in the second half, it's going to feel like these teams are just trading blows. Um, you know whether it's defensive stops or turnovers or, or uh, offensive possessions that go down for points. Um, I feel like these are just going to be, it could turn very well turn into two heavyweight boxers, just absolutely giving it everything they have. So I think it could turn into an all gas, no breaks kind of game. Uh, and therefore I think it could turn into a bit of a shootout. In my opinion, the Niners need Debo to play in this game. If the Niners do not have Debo to play in this game, the Niners will not be the Niners. They will be still good, but they will not be the Niners. So because I am unsure about Debo, I do not feel great about picking the Niners. Um, high of 70, low of 51 on Sunday at Levi Stadium. Yeah, the, the weather's not going to be an look issue. Like rain. I know. I yeah. just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, no, weather's not going to be an issue. Um, that's why I think it's going to be such a great game because there's really no reason for it to not be. Um, I'm going to stick with my picks and I'm going to go Niners here. I think the Niners find a way to win this game. I think this is. By the hair and their chinny chin chin, though this is this is tight. This one's close. Um, I just I don't know if I see the Lions having what it takes. And Charlie, you and I both know typically these games kind of come down to a experience and b um, no negative plays. Now. <clears throat> Luckily for the Lions, their quarterback has been in this game and has won it. Yep. I'm still going Niners. What's the score? What did you say? 30 to 24. Mm. Thirty-four twenty-seven Niners. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. You got a lot of pressure. I yeah. yeah, you got a lot of pressure. You do. What makes you the most nervous in this game? Uh, I would say your secondary. I was gonna say the Lions' passing attack versus yeah. our secondary. Amon Ra, Laporta. I think even Craig Reynolds could have a day. Or Jameer Gibbs. You know. Yep. Yeah, that would make me nervous. I know that. I'm more worried about Amon Ra than I am Laporta. Yeah, and like Amon Ra's not gonna like blow it up, but he'll definitely finish with over 100 yards. Like he's never one to just like have all these huge, massive like plays that go for touchdowns, but he will slice and dice you in a heartbeat. It's impressive, really. Yep. All right, Robert. That kind of covers our games here. Um, are you ready to slow it down all nice and smooth like and talk about some daily fantasy football, Charlie? That's it? That was the whole intro? That's all I get? Yeah. Damn. You need more? You didn't even say smooth jazz once. You just said smooth jazz. Yeah, but... Oh. Don't even feel right, Bryce. Well, sometimes I don't, you know. I ask for one day a week. Sometimes I gotta change it up. Can't be the same every time, Robert. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways. How did you do it this week? Same as I did it last week. I okay. chose the best matchups, and I chose one 
guy for each position, and I chose. Uh, oh, who ended up winning from ooh. the pool? I will tell you. Um, it was crazy. Every time I looked at it, someone else was winning. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. Well. I stopped watching, or I stopped looking at it because that every time I looked, it was someone different. So I, I just ended up giving up. Ethan, nice. Ended up pulling it out. 152 points, and M.W. Strong almost went back-to-back. Back. He got 151. Mm. Nice. And Bryce and I finished 9th and 10th. Nice. Hell yeah. Respectively. Yep. Um, oh, Lily told me that she doesn't even care about the money. She just wants to make sure she beats us. Well, you know who screwed me was OBJ, and Lily had OBJ. Lily and I almost had the exact same lineup, but... OBJ really screwed me. Well, you got ninth, she got fourth. So how did you guys almost have the exact same lineup? We we had very similar people. Like similar in stature or <laughs> I don't I didn't I don't know. I'm who, just kidding. No, because we did. Like we both had OBJ, we both had Baker, we both had Isaiah Likely, we both had the Texans defense. And I thought they were and I think we both ended up having Christian McCaffrey. So it was those others that I don't know. Maybe she had James Cook or something like that. I don't. I don't know. Well, anyway, we had very similar lineups though. Ethan wins again. Um, but <clears throat> here's DK. Best quarterback matchup. Brock Purdy, sixty-four hundred dollars. Uh, Lions give up thirtieth or thirty ranked thirtieth in points given up to quarterbacks. Running back. Isaiah Pacheco. The Ravens are 13th, which is the lowest, which is, you know, top half of the league, but they're ranked 13th. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, $6,500 and questionable. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is also, uh, he's obviously a lot less money, but um, that would, it would be the same ranking. And so wide receiver, Debo and Ayuk are, have the best matchup. Lions ranked 30th. Debo questionable, $7,300. Ayuk, $6,900. Tight end, George Kittle. Lions ranked 18th. Kittle's $5,300. And defense, the Ravens, the Chiefs are, have the 16th ranked offense. They are $3,200. So that's my Smooth Jazz DK lineup for championship weekend. Um, The invite is out. Go ahead and join. If you want to join in, please let us know. We're getting down to the the wire here. Last couple of chances to play daily daily fantasy with us. So we'd love to see you. It's a $5 buy-in. You know, just, just... just have some fun with us. All right, Charlie Ray. Best odds of winning east of the Mississippi. Mm. I would say. Clearly, if you're playing against the ninth and tenth lineups. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Go ahead, Charlie. Bryce. What's chapping your ass? You didn't even ask if I was ready for the best segment in podcasting. Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. I, you got to change it up every now and then. Oh, my word. I, I mean, gosh, can't be the same every week. <clears throat> I have a lot of bickering over there. All right, let's see if you if you have a gout story for this one. Bryce, what's, what's giving you the red ass this week? Charlie, what's giving me the red ass this week are my contacts. Oh, my word. Still ailments or something going on? No, it's your... just a price. That's uh, it. Okay, okay. It's just a price. So I'm wearing glasses. Um, I, I noticed I, that. I thought that was some sort of golf situation. Nope, nope. Um, I got new eye insurance, and my eye insurance said that I was given an allotment, and that I could use that allotment for glasses or for contacts. Well, I chose glasses because I have not had new glasses in about five years. So I thought it was about time. So I spent all my insurance money on glasses. And I'm glad I did. I like my glasses. I'm trying to get used to them, which is why I'm wearing them more often. Um, but I thought, well, let me go ahead and order my contacts. Well, when I went in, they changed my prescription. I was, last year, wearing the same prescription for both eyes. Well, my eyes have uh, gotten worse, so I have an astigmatism. 
that astigmatism has caused me to now have two different prescriptions for each eye for each eye mm. which means that my contacts dramatically increase in pricing like double the price so a six month supply was almost four hundred dollars Jesus. A one-year supply was $778. Seems like a hell of a deal. So I um, ordered the six-month supply. Ah, of course. And I'm just going to wear my glasses more often now. Yep. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. So it was more sticker shock, as I'm sure everyone in this world has had. Sticker shock at some point. But um, I had to asked the lady to tell me the price twice because uh, I didn't believe her. Um, but yeah, so I don't love glasses just because I don't love stuff sitting on my face, but I feel like I'm at that point where I'm going to have to just get used to them because I don't know that I can afford paying for two different contact lenses for an entire year. I mean, $800, $800 for a year's supply of contacts. Yeah. That's mind blowing. So, Charlie, contacts, contact prices are chapping my ass. Fair enough. <clears throat> I'll chap my ass, too. Um, chap my ass. So, Lily, and I I think I talked about this on the pod last week, but Lily had planned maybe a month or two ago that we were going to go out of town the weekend, last weekend. Yep. And I was like, okay, well, let me crunch the numbers here yep that's divisional round weekend just a heads up if the Niners are playing we might have a little bit of a conflict there sure anyways it was probably the best time for them to be playing we were able to we were in Greensboro but staying in Ashboro which is a it was a 40 minute drive door to door got home got the girls bathed and in bed and I was cracking a beer at kickoff. Nice. However, I am watching a very stressful game, power drinking <laughs> with my in-laws. Mm. And I they weren't power drinking. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm stress watching. Like, I'm standing up the entire time swaying. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And just, I had my case. I didn't even put my case of beer in the, it was, the freezing ass day Mm -hmm. or freezing ass weekend last weekend. So I just had my beer outside just constantly going outside to grab a beer and it was very close. So, you know, it wasn't, but it was a little like, yeah. And I, I I was just right in front of him. was like, just run the fucking ball. You know, we've got Christian McCaffrey. They suck at stopping the run, run the fucking ball. You know what I mean? And I'm just, it's, that's a little extra stressful to add on top of it. You know? Sure. We're at dinner tonight. Lily just added on that. They'll be here this Sunday too. Ah. I don't have a problem with them at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I I love having them. But there, there's, you know, I was kind of excited to just like be. It's a stressful update. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a chap my ass a little bit, Fair but enough. we'll get through it. And and then I have to also. That means I'm cooking dinner too. Yeah. Games at six thirty. Yeah. And we have feed the girls, get the girls bathed, and put them to bed before then, and that's kind of. Like tonight, we were sitting at the dinner table at six thirty. Mm. Or well, not sitting down, but like we were finishing up dinner. Oh, it's six thirty. Time to. So it's just everything's a little crunched. Yeah. Um. But maybe it'll be easier because we'll have a little help. Because when we got back to Ashboro to do that, it was just Lily and I. Mm. They were behind a little bit because they were still in Greensboro wrapping up or whatever, and. So maybe having the extra hands will help and won't be as intense. I hope for you. Thanks. Bryce. But I'm still going to text Casey the entire game long, so you're just going to have to deal with that. That chapped my ass big time too. Because I'm going to do it. 
So, Casey, if you're listening, I'm going to text you the entire Niners game because I need to talk to someone, and I cannot talk to Charlie. Oh. So. You're a real piece of work. You know that? You didn't even do your intros the way that you do them. Yeah, change it up. All right, Robert. Please like, rate, subscribe. We only got a couple more of these this year, guys. So uh, thanks for listening. Play daily. If your team's in it, good luck. I don't, I've got that's, yeah, it. that's it. That's it. Listen to the guy at the end. He'll tell you how to do all the things I said to do. Thanks. This has been the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. Don't forget to please like, rate, and subscribe. And check us out on Instagram at un.solicitedadvice underscore. Until next time, bet the over.